Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Premier League Across the Podcast. Uh, today's episode is going to be a little bit of a different one. There's been no Premier League action this week due to the international break. So what we're going to be doing for you is rating each team's transfer window um, between 1 and 10. We were originally going to uh, rank them from worst to best, but we decided that was a little bit too difficult. So what we're going to do instead is rate each team 1 to 10 on how we feel they performed in the transfer window. And then after going through each team, what we will be doing is giving our top eight and relegation predictions for the season. And obviously, it's not just me in this podcast. I do have a co-host. His name is Zeke. Uh, if you want to say what's up. Hey, how's it going, everybody? So, yeah, as I said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be judging uh, transfer windows and we're going to be doing it alphabetical. So um, first team, then Zeke is your team. And we've got Arsenal's transfer window. Yeah, so it's it was a bit of a hectic window. I mean, for everybody. But, uh, you know, for us, obviously, it looked like all the Thomas Partey stuff kind of happened in the very beginning. Looked like we were maybe going to get him. Then it went really dead. And then it seemed like Hussam Awa from uh, Lyon was our number one target. Seemed like that was nailed on to happen didn't happen i think it got scrapped like friday before the transfer deadline and everybody was like well fuck like here arsenal are going into the season with uh granite jaka mohammed el nani and danny ceballos as our only three central midfielders great um, selection and then yeah i mean listen best egyptian in the league mo nani so <laughs> um but then yeah transfer deadline day around like i think like one year time so i woke it was early in the morning for me uh but i think one year time the news broke that arsenal were planning on paying the release clause for thomas yeah, Partey. Yeah, it was about midday, um, yeah yeah which was just absolute madness especially just the way that we kind of fucked atletico by not even telling them that they were doing it and just paying the clause straight to the La liga office love that but yeah so anyways arsenal in uh thomas Partey. Gabriel Magalhães from Lille, the center back for 27 million. William free transfer. Uh, some people like Pablo Mari and Cedric Suarez are technically being listed as under this summer, but both of them came on loan in January under the understanding that they were going to be made permanent. So I'm not really including those two um, in this window because that was more January. Yeah, uh, got Danny Ceballos back on loan. And then signed a goalkeeper named Alex Runerson from Dijon for like a mil. And who knows? I mean, that. So that's is, all, is he you know. your backup then as you got rid of um, that Martinez? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's going to be our backup, but I think we're going to. Arsenal kind of traditionally have done, you know, the Prem kind of keeper and then the cup keeper. Yeah. As so it's it's there's still one and two, but it's the two is getting a lot of time. I think this season we're basically just going to play Leno every single game. Like I don't think that we're really going to play Runerson mm-hmm. very much at all. Yeah, unless obviously um, there's an injury possibly. But so yeah, with with you guys, and I think overall you did have a good window. Um, you've got rid of Torreira and Guendouzi, obviously that Martinez as well, but. We don't really talk about him. He was just a goalkeeper. What are your thoughts on losing Torreira and Guendouzi then? So, both of those are loan. Lucas Torreira going to Atletico uh, on loan. And then Guendouzi going to Hertha Berlin. Um, I mean, both of these players needed to be sent out. Neither of them were getting playing time. Neither of them were part of Arteta's plans. Um, 
obviously we wish that we could have gotten actual fees for these players instead of just loans. Um, if we had been able to do that, I think we would have been able to get Husam Awa as well. So you you don't think that Guendouzi should be at Arsenal? No, you'd be happy to let him leave because from what I've seen, he he does seem like he's quite decent to be fair. And I think Hertha Berlin, he um, I think he's a lot better than Hertha Berlin in my opinion. Anyway. Yeah, so he's shown that he can be a fucking insane player. Like he's shown that he can grab a game by the scruff of the neck and take it over from the midfield, which is incredible at such a young age. But he's got a lot of sort of attitude disciplinary problems. Uh, he he doesn't seem to have wanted to adapt to the system that Arteta's playing in. Um, also, at the end of this year, he'll only have one year left on his deal. So when he comes back from loan, basically we either have to extend or sell, and whatever fee we get for him isn't going to be what we would have theoretically gotten this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, at one point, uh, he was rated... I can't remember what that uh, organization is that always does like the, um, like basically the UEFA money league stuff and they rank like players values and whatever, but they had Ganduzi rated as like the second most expensive youngster in the world, like a year and a half ago. So Jesus, that's a bit mad. Yeah, it, it is mad. And that was crazy, but like it is, it does kind of show like how far we've fallen from where he was to where he is now. And so, you know, I, I, really just want what's best for the club and I think he's not in the long term plan so I would have liked to have gotten 25 30 mil for him this summer if we could have done that okay fair enough so overall then I think you've had a pretty good win now obviously Thomas party deadline day he's not played for you as of yet but we've seen what he can do very good player he played well against Liverpool in the Champions League I was at that game um heartbreaking um, obviously Gabriel I like him think he's a good centre back William I personally don't know why Chelsea got rid of him they have brought in obviously attacking players but he's Premier League proven and I've always rated him um, so overall I would probably give Arsenal um, I'd say about a 7 maybe 7.5 what about you? I I probably am going to say more like a 6 um, mostly because I think of how poor we've done getting players out. And I do think, while I'm very happy that we got Partey, uh, I do think he fills a position of need and will be a very important player for us. And I do think he's an elite-level player that makes us better instantly. I do still just... I would have preferred, if we had to do one or the other, to do Awa because he's younger, um, He's so he's going to have a better sort of return on investment. He's a little bit more creative and progressive... And I think that's more what we're lacking right now is we're lacking a lot of creativity in the final third and we're not as much. I mean, we are still lacking in, you know, that kind of deeper lying midfielder role that Partey is going to play in. But I just don't think that that's where our like absolute biggest need was. All right. That's fair enough, mate. So overall, you're giving them a six, are you? Yeah, I'll do a six. All right. Okay. It's not a bad score. Um, Some teams are definitely going to get less. Um, next then, uh, Aston Villa. So Ollie Watkins for them. Obviously bagged a hat trick uh, against Liverpool. Came from Brentford. Cost them thirty three million. Um, I believe that's their club record. I think yeah, for I signing. Think so. uh, Matty Cash from Nottingham. Cost them sixty mil. Looks like a decent little player. 
Obviously, they've just signed um, your goalkeeper, Martinez, who's looking good for them. Showed for Arsenal, he's a good player. And um, they've also got in Ben Christine. I won't talk too much about him because I'm not too sure who he is, to be honest. Bertrand Traore. Yeah, Bertrand Traore, good player. Um, not quite sure he's worth £17 million, though. He's not really scored that many goals to prove that as an attacker. And then Ross Barkley on loan from Chelsea, who I think uh, great signing for them. I, I think he's a really good player. He's someone that will work hard for you on the pitch. And um, as you said uh, in the last episode, you think that he's um, Aston Villa suits him and it's where he needs to be at a place like that to get game time. Yeah, I think Aston Villa have had a really good window. Um, I mean, you could argue that Ollie Watkins was a little bit too expensive but then at the same time I mean it's early 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 doors but maybe that'll end up being worth it um I mean he definitely looks like a good player 33 yeah. million you know take it or leave it but uh Maddie Cash I think is a really good addition I mean I think Emmy Martinez is in- an incredible goalkeeper I actually would have rather us kept him than Leno I understand why everything went the way that it did and that's just mm-hmm. the way that club football works but personally if we if i could have just picked one or the other i would have picked emmy um that's and an he's interesting been, take he's been amazing for them so far um and then yeah i think ross barkley i think ross barkley is one of those players who can play in like a mid-table sort of side and look really really good in that team and but that's just where he fits best you know i don't think Mm -hmm. ross barkley is is ever going to be a good player on like a top prem team but he's a really good player for all the teams just below those you know um and so i do think i do think that i do think that that's his level yeah i mean overall um no like i said ollie watkins hat trick matty cash good little signing um he's only like 23 as well um, Bertrand Traore, I think, is about 25 years old. Yeah, he is. Um, like I said, 17 million for him. I, I don't know. I think, I think that's a bit, that's a bit steep for him. Um, he only got one goal in the league yeah. last season. Um, well, for for Leon. So that's a, that's a deal. Um, yeah, that's a deal that I'm kind of, I'm kind of like. You know, and I don't have much of an opinion on that deal yet because seventeen seems a little steep, but it it might not be. You know, it's one of the, like we could get to December and be like, oh no, seventeen was like very accurate. Yeah, you know, I agree, mate. And like you said with Ollie Watkins, thirty three million could potentially be a lot. Um, he is a bit older than what I thought. I thought he was younger. He's uh, he's twenty four, turning twenty five for the end of the year. Um, but so far, I mean, he's he's doing well in the Premier League. Bag a hat trick against Liverpool. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Overall, though, I think Villa have had a pretty solid window. They've strengthened most definitely. Um, got a great keeper in now, Barkley, and you know, really good signing. He'll do well in midfield of Grealish. Um, like we said, Matty Cash, Bertrand Traore, maybe will surprise us. And Ollie Watkins, good little striker for them. So overall, I think I'm going to give Villa. Uh, I'm going to say an eight, to be honest. I was even going to go as far as to like maybe an 8-5 or a 9. I think they've easily had one of the best windows in the Prem. Um, and especially, like, and you also have to take into account like the Jack Grealish contract signing. And I, I, to that same degree, going back to Arsenal, I think for the summer, you do have to take into account 
re-signing Oba and re-signing Sokka. Mm-hmm. Um, so those, you know, that helps their window because that's very much part of like the summer business that you want to get done. You know, like Lester tying down James Madison was very much part of like the summer business that they wanted to do. Yeah. Um, so taking that into account, I think this is at least like an eight five for Aston Villa. Okay. Yeah, it's fair enough, mate. I I wouldn't disagree with you. I think they've had a great window. Um, I'm, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to commit. I'm going nine. I'm committing. You go with nine. Fair enough, yeah. mate. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm going to stick with eight just for now. Um, obviously, it may ju- just because I'm a bit with the Bertrand Traore, the 17 million. I'm a bit, you know, 17 million in hindsight isn't a lot when you think of how much other players have gone for. But just from what I've seen of him, he doesn't really justify that. But obviously, time will tell. Um, yeah. Next team, so you, then you said eight. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying eight, mate. Yeah, eight. Um, next team, then Brighton. Um, They've had they've signed quite a few players. They've signed Adam Lallana. They got him for free. Obviously, some might say that's a good signing. You know my thoughts towards Adam Lallana. <laughs> I think he's not a good player at all. So I'm saying Cruyff that's not a good signing. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Joel Veltman from Ajax. He's a decent little player. Um, Zach Emerson. I'll be honest with you, not too sure who he is. A few more randomers, and they have signed someone called Den Donker, um, who not, I yeah. thought was the Den Donker I know about, but it's actually. Uh, I've just looked them up. It's um yeah, it's a nineteen-year-old random kid, um who I don't really know. And I, I, I with with Brighton's window, I'll be like straight up and honest, like because I'm not too sure who the players are they've signed. Um, I can't really rate them that well, but they they are playing well. So ha- have these players started from the tools? You know, I know that obviously Veltman is going to be a good signing for them because I rate him and Lallana has obviously had a couple games to them. But um, do you know anything about any of the players at all? I mean, outside of Lallana, really no. <laughs> like, this is a really hard uh, one for me to rate. You know, a lot of these players are coming from teams in leagues that we just don't really watch. You know, we don't... League of Warsaw, like, that's... I'm sorry, I'm not watching them play that often. One of the interesting things about Brighton is some of their outgoings, though. Like uh, Aaron Moy went to Shanghai, uh, Glenn Murray to Watford, Shane Duffy to Celtic, Tom McGill to Crawley. Like those are some interesting moves. Yeah. I'm not sure that those are Mate, good I, moves. Yeah, I was literally just about to mention that as well. I was looking at their um, outgoings as well. Anthony Knockout, yeah, uh, or Knockout. I'm not really sure how you say that, but. He, he's he's a decent little player as well. I was surprised at that go and um, Martin Montoya. Um, you know he he was starting for them most games. I'm pretty sure last season. So I don't know. I think because yeah, and like Real Real Betis is a a decent team. So if they're going in for a player like that, then I don't know. I mean that's yeah for a team like like Brighton, you'd think that that's a player you want to hold on to. Because I'm sure he was like. I mean, I could be wrong, but. From all the times I watched Brighton, I'm like, yeah, he was. He was their starting right back, mate. He played 27 games from last season. So, I don't know. For the fact that we obviously know a lot of their outgoings and not much of who they've actually brought in, which I think will be fair for most people listening to the podcast. They're not going to know who half these players are. And I'm sure a few of them would have thought who Den Donker was the one that I was thinking of. Um yeah, the the outgoings is an interesting one, mate. Knockout, good player. Uh, Montoya, starting right back for them. Ari Moy, Glenn Murray, Shane Duffy. Um, 
obviously they've got like Malpay and um, Connolly and that, but I don't know, mate. Like to let them players go, I I'm gonna have to give Brighton, I'd say like a four to be honest, and I think that's been a bit generous. Yeah, I I was kind of debating. I was thinking five at first, and then I was looking at this and I was saying, well, if I'm giving Arsenal a six, I feel like I can't give Brighton a five. Um, yeah, it's a hard one because like I I trust uh, Graham Potter and what he can do to develop players, and when he sees a player knowing that he, you know that player can fit his system, so I. So I'm kind of debating if I want to put trust into Graham Potter and maybe what they're doing in terms of like bringing in players that maybe analytically look really good um, and that are like younger. Again, I don't even know how old most of these players are. I'm just, I'm going to assume that you know at least a few of these guys are, are younger players that they're hoping to develop. Um, but yeah, just I don't know. Looking at the outgoings and looking at how many of those names were like you know, stalwarts in their team last season. And it's tough. For, I think I'm going to go with a four as well. So we both agree on a four on that one then. Moving on to Burnley. They let Joe Hart go. Jeff Hendrick go. who played a lot for them last season. Aaron Lennon. Yeah, and Aaron Lennon as well. I, to, to be honest, mate, I'll hold my hands up. I didn't even know Aaron Lennon played for Burnley last season. God knows how many games he played for Yeah, them. I don't know how many games he actually played. Yeah, That's just... I, I genuinely had no clue he was at Burnley, mate. I thought he'd retired. I've not heard of him since Tottenham when he had his slit eyebrows. Um, but yeah, Burnley, <laughs> same situation really. They've brought in two players, um, Dale Stevens and Will Norris. And you probably will, if you type in Dale Stevens, you'll recognise him. He was centre mid for Brighton last year, right? Oh, yeah. And I, I recognise him now because when I used to bet in that, he used to be someone that I'd bet on cards on. Yeah, to be fair, he's not actually a bad player, actually. He's a pretty solid centre midfielder. He's not going to like do great things for your team, but he, he does do the little dirty jobs kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? He's not like a bad player and he's not a great player. He's just yeah. Well, he's just Burnley quality, I guess. Do you know what I mean? Just a standard midfielder. Yeah. Okay. And then Will Norris is just—he was Wolves' backup or maybe even third choice goalkeeper. Last oh, year. really? Yeah. Not a clue. So is that, mate? Yeah. That's why we've never heard of him. I do recognize Dale Stevens now. Yeah. He's definitely a very forgettable player, and it's still not one that I'm gonna give. Like I don't know. This is a very boring window for for Burnley. I think I'm gonna give them like a three or a four. Yeah, same. I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go with three, just because they let Jeff Hendrick go, and from what I remember, Jeff Hendrick did play quite a lot for them last season. Um, I thought he was an okay player every time I watched him play. Um, so yeah, I don't actually know where he's gone to now. I'm actually having a little look up. Oh, he's at he's at Newcastle now, and he scored a goal for them this season. All right, well that confirms it. I'm giving them a three now. Because they let go of a player that scored. <laughs> yeah, he he didn't actually score much for them, though, to be fair, for Burnley. But he started 24 matches or played 24 matches for them. And he's another player that I know because of yellow cards and that. And I always look at them kind of stats. But yeah, he's like I say, he's a decent little player. Burnley haven't really recruited that well. Obviously, Dale Stevens, solid little midfielder. Burnley aren't doing that well in the league at all either. They're having a poor start. So... Yeah, I'm giving them a three. Pretty poor window. And if I was a Burnley fan, I'd be disappointed. 
Yep, I'm also giving them a three. Completely agree. Um, next up, then, mate, probably uh, I think most people agree the best window out of the Premier League sides potentially Chelsea. Yeah, it depends on how you look at it. They definitely have the flashiest window, um, and probably overall added the most. I mean, uh, definitely overall added the most quality. I don't think that they've been particularly smart though. Um, and I definitely kind of judge a window based on that to an extent rather than just purely the quality of the players. So, you know, quality of the players relative to everyone else in the Prem, they've had a 10. But, I mean, they bought in a bunch of attackers when they had a bunch of attackers, most of, uh, at least a good number of which were coming up through the academy who are now all, for the most part, these players are now just going to become unsettled and get pissed off that, they played really well last year, and the problem last year was the defense. And yet, they go and spend over $200 million pretty much almost exclusively on attacking talent to take up those players' minutes. You know, like, it's... I mean, Ben Chilwell obviously making me look like a ripe mug. Uh, it looks like he might be a really good signing. Um, but I, Thiago Silva... I think is fine. I think that's a fine signing. That should not have been their only center back addition this summer. Obviously, they brought in Malang Sar, but he's gone uh, on loan to Nice. So, or not to Nice. He came from Nice. Where did he go on loan to? Um, I'm not quite sure, but I know that I remember. Um, he is quite young, though, Malang Sar. So, I think what's been think he's done there is he's been brought for the future. Um, but even even surrounding yeah. Malang Sar though, yeah, Porto. What I heard was that um, he wasn't even that good anyway. So it was a bit of like a why have they bought him? Um, yeah, I've I've heard that he's yeah not even really that good. And it, yeah, I just don't completely understand the strategy for this Chelsea window. Is my biggest thing. Yeah, I mean, I agree. The defense was a bit shaky and whatnot, but I feel like a lot of that was kind of down to Kepa. Like, don't get me wrong, the centre-backs weren't great. But personally, I feel they've had a great window. They brought in Mendy. Um, obviously, he's only played like one, maybe two games for them. The, the game that he did play, um, I think he had like maybe one shot against them or something like that. So he's not really been challenged. Yeah, he's just played one game. And I'm I'm not even sure if he's had one shot against them, to be honest. But it's no more than one shot against them. Exactly, yeah. Um, Tim O'Wern, a great striker. Um Obviously, not really lit the Premier League light yet, but he's been playing play. play uh, he's getting played out of position, which I think um, could be, you know, a factor to that. He's he's choosing to go with Havertz and um, Havertz and Tammy as like the two kind of ten and the striker playing in behind. But um, I don't know. I feel like he needs to put Werner there. Zayek, great player. I'm not sure if he's actually played for me yet or if he's still injured. Chilwell came in, did really well. Silver on his debut, um, got captain, had a stinker. But then when they sorted out the back four and they had um, Aspie, uh, Zoom, I think it was, Silver and Chilwell, mate, they they looked solid, do you know what I mean? So I think that obviously you're saying Silver's a fine signing. You've got to remember he is very experienced and they got him for free. So I don't know, mate. I think overall they've had a, they've had a belting window, to be fair. And I'm looking at their outgoings. Um, they ha- they literally doesn't look like they've basically sold anyone except for some guy called Nathan that could be Nathan anyone um, but it looks like and then obviously William but everybody else pretty much seems to have gone for free or 
out on loan. Yeah, Willian was free too. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. So it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, it's been a really hard one for the big prem clubs to ship players out. Um, as far as the Willian thing, this also goes back to you mentioned it earlier. Chelsea actually did want to keep him, but they only wanted to give him a two-year deal, and we were willing to give him three years. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember um, and apparently they and apparently they actually offered him more in wages, but just for two years. And William took less in wages from us, but wanted the third year. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean that one's interesting. I'm I'm still a little bit indifferent about that transfer uh, from an Arsenal point of view, but I don't hate it. But I mean, yeah, like so. I mean, like you said, I think Timo Werner is probably the best signing here, um, especially at the reported fee of like what fifty, fifty-five, sixty. I don't know, somewhere in that range. Um, yeah, I think that's probably the best signing. Uh, I think, yeah, I just think he's a world-class striker, and I think it, I think he's definitely going to come good. I, I don't have really any doubts about that. But I mean, like what you said, he's been playing out of position. That's part of my problem with this window is that they bought a bunch of players and now they're just now Frank just has to shoehorn them in where he can fit them on the pitch. Yeah. Rather than actually like Frank already has no idea what he's doing tactically, basically. Like he's not nearly up with the the higher level managers in the prem as a as a tactician. Mm-hmm. Um and so then when you give him just a bunch of pieces that don't actually fit together and and try and tell him to make it work, I don't think that's something that he's good at at all. And I do think Tiago, like I, yeah, Tiago's very experienced. He's also thirty six. His legs could fall off at any fucking moment. Like he's, the wheels are about to come off of that one. And I don't think that's a bad signing at all. I think he does improve them. Yeah. But like when you look at how fucking bad their defense, and again, Kepa, there's always that. You always have to give a a, a portion of the blame to Kepa. But even so, if you just look at how poor their defense was last year. I don't think that Tiago Silva is your only center back addition is good enough. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, but say, saying that though, um, Tiago Silva is a center back signing, but Ben Chilwell as well, mate. You know what I mean? He is like a solid left back. He can do defensive duties. So yeah. I feel like they Zuma, I think, will be okay. But I also feel like I look at Chilwell as more of an attacking. Uh, left back anyway like, I don't know he's a fine defensive left back I don't know that he's a defensive left back that improves their overall def- like defense that much see I think you he know? does though mate I think I, he improves I just the think... team I think yeah, he improves like, the team going forward he can offer a lot but even like in it, how he was in the Leicester squad mate like he, uh, he's, he's definitely a solid an upgrade defender he's definitely well. an upgrade do you know what I mean he's not just good at attacking mate I, th- I think Ben Chilwell is a great left back do you know what I mean so I don't know I think overall for me Chelsea I, I don't know what more they could have done maybe yeah brought in another centre back who's like good but and then I, I'm just looking at it now who they who they got rid of Ross Bartley obviously on loan William um I don't know. I think I'm gonna honestly give Chelsea a a nine point five or something, mate. Because Zayech for thirty three million, um, not seen him play yet, but I know that he played for Morocco, uh, like yesterday or something. So he could be getting fit again. He only played like thirty minutes, but we'll see how he is for when the Prem returns. 
So like he he's still got to be added into the mix. And I know what you mean about he's having to shoehorn them in and just kind of like cluster them all together in random positions so we can get them all on the pitch. It's sort of like an ultimate team, isn't it, mate? You play everyone out of position just so you can have them all. <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like I'm going to have to give them like a 9.5, mate, because I look at the players they've signed. I would have loved Werner um, at Liverpool. I would have loved Havertz at Liverpool, not online. I feel like he would have been a great midfielder, but obviously we ended up getting Thiago, which we'll talk about a bit after. But yeah, mate, I'm, I'm going to give Chelsea 9.5 personally. I think they've had a great win though. And I think that if them players can click, which obviously is a big if, um, I think they're going to be a good team, mate. Very good team. Yeah, I mean, like I said, they've added an insane amount of just like pure talent to the team. Um, I don't know that a lot of these deals are necessarily the smartest based on squad building or based on, you know, the cost of, of a couple of them. But I mean, at the same time, I don't mm-hmm. think really I can give Chelsea below a nine. Like I gave Aston Villa a nine, a lot of which, cause I think they did some really good business. I also think they did some really, 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 really smart business. This is a little bit different, whereas I don't think Chelsea have done that much smart business, but they've just added so much talent that I can't help but give them anything but a nine. Yeah, I respect that, mate. Fair enough. Um, Moving on to Palace then. Um, So they've only brought in two players. Nathan Ferguson is one of them. Um, 20 years of age. Honestly, I won't act like I know much about him because I really don't. Um. But I do know a little bit about Eze, or however it's said, mate. And he does look a decent player. He got 14 goals last season in the Championship and eight assists, which from an attacking midfielder, mate, that's a great return, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I've actually been familiar with Eze for a little while, and he's really exciting. I mean, I think he's one of those players who's a little bit too old to quite, like, draw attention from the top level prem teams for what he's doing i think he's like 22 23 maybe but like i think he's genuinely really good um and i'm really excited like for like just to see him go through the season with crystal palace um yeah i think this is a really good signing i really like this one yeah like he's he's only turned 22 as well like towards the end of the last season which um obviously was like prolonged due to COVID and whatnot. But yeah, he's he's good signing twenty million as well. I don't even think that that's even that high of a price. Obviously twenty million can be quite a lot considering he's only done the championship. But when you factor into the fact that he's only just turned twenty two as well and what he did actually do as an attacking midfielder, twenty two uh, goals and assists in forty six matches, mate. Looks like a decent little sign and then like I said, they're ever signing Nathan Ferguson um, won't act like I know who he is. I have looked him up. Uh, he looks like he's came from West Brom's under-23s. Um, so, again, I'm pretty sure no one listening to this podcast probably knows who he is, unless they're a Palace fan. Um, so, yeah, Eze, mate, he, he looks decent. And I remember in the podcast, we, you were talking about Palace having quite an old squad. And I said that they don't really look like they've got anyone for the future. Yeah. Uh, we could potentially be wrong here. He could be one for the future, couldn't he? Yeah, and this definitely looks like one of those signings kind of, you know, obviously he's not doing what like Zaha did where Zaha was at Manchester United, but it's still in that same ilk where it's like like what I said, he's he's a little bit too old to where like 14 goals, 8 assists in the championship is 
you know, the big teams are, are starting to really take notice, but like Crystal Palace might have just swooped in at like the perfect time, you know? Um, and this definitely could be a player that could, A, I think he's going to be really fun to play alongside Zaha. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but also he could definitely be like that next player for the future. And then obviously Nathan Ferguson is young. So you'd imagine that he's going to be a player for the future as well. Yeah, exactly, mate. Um, and then in terms of outgoings, uh, Jason Lakilo, Stephen Henderson, and Ryan Innes. Honestly, mate, don't know about you. No clue who they are. <laughs> no. Um, Not based familiar. on the fact that they've signed Eze, I'll give them. I'll probably. I'll give them like a six. Obviously, it is only one signing, but at the same time, it's Palace, mate. I'm sure they're not absolutely stacked on cash. Um. So yeah, I think no six might be a bit generous. I'll give them like a five and a half, only because the caliber play they have bought for only twenty mil, I feel like he he can do a job kind of thing. I f- I feel like he'll he he's like he's definitely a signing that does instantly yeah. improve them. No, if I you think get what I mean. I'm gonna go six. Like I I think this is a really really solid window for Crystal Palace given where they're at and what they need and um. You know, I, I think mm-hmm. the Nathan Ferguson thing, getting him on a free, he's young. You know, I don't, again, don't really know anything about him, but I think that's just generally a smart kind of signing. The team, like a team, especially a team like Crystal Palace, that's as mm-hmm. old as they are, needs to be doing. And Crystal Palace doesn't really develop kids through their academy either. So they kind of need to be picking up these kids that are coming out of other academies at the end of their contract. So I, I like these moves a lot. I think Crystal Palace probably wishes they could have gotten Eze for 15, but 20, I agree, it's not bad, I think, for that player at 22. Um, so I like it. I'm going to give him a six. Yeah, fair enough, mate. Uh, hopefully he'll do well for Palace. We'll see. Um, On to a team again that also had another crazy window, um, which you'd be absolutely buzzing with. Uh, Everton, mate, obviously signing some absolute stars. I... I what a fucking window they've had, honestly. Literally, mate. Like, bloody... Obviously, standout player. Um, goes without saying. Hamas Rodriguez, 22 mil. Uh, insane. But Allen and Decore, both crazy midfielders. Decore only costs 20 mil, which I've just only just realised. Which I think is a bargain for him. Like, he's prem proven. He's an absolute beast mate he just like can run through players he's like i proper rate him he is 27 um which you know he's so he's he's getting into his prime years so i think 20 mil is quite decent for him and then ben godfrey as well who i think he was a deadline day signing he might have been signed the day before but it was definitely around then um from norwich good center back mate he's very young as well so great window from everton really isn't it yeah i mean i don't think they have much to complain about. Alan, fantastic. James is looking like the steal of the window. Uh, I agree, Decore. I've always rated Decore pretty highly. I really wanted Arsenal to get him like two or three years ago, um, just because I really like what he was doing, especially at his age profile. Um, I do think twenty mil for him is a pretty good, pretty good deal. I like the Ben Godfrey signing. Uh, I'm not totally sold on twenty mil for him, but I like it. I think that definitely has potential mm-hmm. to, to work out really well. And then another one I want to say, they got uh, Morgan Schneiderlin 
to Nice, which I think is a great sending out because he was on like a hundred K a week. Um, and so I think that's a great bit of outgoing business as well. They got Theo Walcott to Southampton on loan, who I'm pretty sure Theo Walcott was their highest paid player. Um, so some really, really good business, both in and out from Everton in this window. Yeah, I agree, mate. And um, another thing that happened for them, I believe, deadline day, they've signed Robin Olsen, um, goalkeeper from Roma, played quite a quite a few games for Roma. I'm not sure if he was first choice or backup, but he, he is experienced. Um, that could be that the Everton manager, Ancelotti, is realising Jordan Pickford is not a good goalkeeper, so he's decided to bring him in. So it be interesting to see if he's just been brought in as a backup or if he's actually going to take away that number one spot from um, from Jordan Pickford, mate. That'll be that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I'm really curious to see. If he doesn't take away the number one spot from Pickford, then I do think Everton will go for a keeper in January. Especially if they're still in pretty fucking like, shit-hot form. Like if, if they're anywhere about the top six, I think, come... January, they're going to be like, all right, we need to go get a keeper. And Everton are backed by money too. Like Everton are a team that they've they've been in a pretty good financial situation for a few years now. And yeah. So like they don't mind they don't mind going into the January window and spending twenty twenty five mil on a keeper. They should have gotten Emmy Martinez. That should have been what they did. What they had done this summer. Yeah, that would have been a great signing for them, mate. But I think what it was was. I, th- I think he kind of wanted to give Pickford a chance and obviously Pickford made that blunder and then he realised, you know what, no, he does make too many mistakes. So I think that's what made them on deadline day be like, right, let's bring in a goalkeeper. Um, ben Godfrey, obviously, like I said, great centre-back that they've brought in. James, we've already spoke about him plenty on the uh, last two podcasts. Um, yeah, I'm sure we're going to speak about him more. Yeah, Absolutely, mate, yeah. Um, which, by the way, if you haven't listened to that episode yet, make sure you go do check it out. Episode two, we speak about one of the craziest Premier League weekends in a long time. Obviously, United getting beat 6-1 and Liverpool losing 7-2 to Villa. So quick little plug there. If you've not checked out episode two, make sure you go do that. And um, back to Everton then, Niels Nkunko, uh, or Nkunku, um, 250,000, 19 years old, um, another buy for the future, left back. Maybe it'll be a long-term left-back for them. Uh, obviously, with Baines retiring, be interesting to see if they keep him. Yeah, I. this is one I don't have a lot of opinion on. I always like seeing deals like this, especially from, uh, you know, from, like, France or the, the lower-level, uh, like, Italian and German teams. Like, I just feel like there's a lot of talent uh, to be found there at really good prices, especially, like, the, the players that come up through those academies. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's a really interesting one. I'm I'm definitely gonna keep an eye out for him. It'd be fun if he started playing this season, um, but definitely one for the future. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. He's obviously quite young. Leighton Baines retiring, so they do need like a solid left back there um, to be back up for Digne. Um So yeah, mate, be be interesting to see. Overall, I think I'm gonna give Everton another nine, just simply because how well the players that they have signed um that have played already decore allen and rodriguez have already been playing for them i think that rodriguez alone mate with the contribution he's gave them just gives them a nine 
in my opinion they they've been unreal so far yeah so i'm a bit torn here because like i think everton overall have had the best window and so like do i give them a i don't think it was a perfect window but like they're really like there's no such thing as the perfect window you know so like do i give them a 10 because i think that they've had the best window I mean, I can still give them a 9.5. It would be the best score I give out. Mm-hmm. I think I'm just going to give them a 9.5. I don't want to give anyone a 10. I'm that kind of guy. Yeah, fair um, So I'm going to give Everson a 9.5, and you said 9. Yeah, yeah, I'm giving them a 9, mate. I think they've had a great win, though. Fair. Um, on to the next one, then, mate. Fulham. Um, they've signed quite a few players that I know. Uh, Mario Lamina, uh, Anthony Knockhart. Obviously, he was mentioning about Brighton letting him go. I found that interesting. Um, Alfonso Ariola, PSG goalkeeper, is on loan there now. Deadline day signing that he got. Ruben Loftus cheap, mate. He's a good little player. Um, Adamola Luckman. I found that interesting. Leipzig have loaned him out. Obviously, he used to play for Everton a yeah. few seasons ago. He looked quite a good little young talent. Um, so, overall, Fulham actually have signed some, like, decent looking players I, I won't list all of them because some of them are people i assume not many would have heard of and i don't really know them so i've got no opinion on them but from the ones i do know they are good signings um but fulham are looking dog this year mate aren't they they're looking like they're gonna go straight back down and probably finish bottom of the league yeah i mean they've been really really like really bad um i do like some of these signings though you know like knockart lamina is decent Ariola, i think is a good keeper for them lookman is really interesting you know obviously they got ruben loftus cheek done uh i want to say on deadline day um so you know it's it's you looking at their incomings it's pretty pretty good it's pretty interesting but when you also just look at how they've been playing obviously they still are yet for some of these players to actually like get into the squad but fuck they've been terrible they have mate um i so i don't know other than saying that the players have signed are pretty decent i don't really have any extra thoughts on them because they've not really done anything yet like loftus cheek i'm sure if he signed a bit earlier we could have maybe spoke about him doing stuff um as for the others have not really seen them do anything for Fulham just because Fulham in general haven't done anything this season um but taking away how they have been this season just looking in terms of the window overall on paper they have signed some noteworthy players um so I don't know mate I think I'll give them about maybe a 6.5 or 7 based on just like who they've signed alone not not in terms of how they've uh, perform because Ariola, good goalkeeper. Do you know what I mean? Loftus Cheek, good player. Knockout, solid. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna give six point five or a seven, mate. I'm between them two. This might be our biggest difference. I think I'm going like a five point five. I mean, it's it's all right, but you know they've had a lot of these players for a little while, and they're still just absolutely shite. Like they've just been terrible. I mean, I definitely think some of that's on Scott Parker. Like I don't think he's a good manager at all. Um, they have, mm. they kind of like Fulham basically fluked their way into promotion this year. Anyways. Um, I don't know. I think I'm going to go five, five. And honestly, I feel like I'm being generous 
but at, at the same time, I want to separate a little bit what they've done on the pitch from what they've done in the market. So I'm going to go five five. Yeah, I mean that's fair enough, mate. It's all opinion based, obviously. Um, next, what then, did you say? Uh, yeah, sorry. Six, like, what's I, your definitive? I answer? said six. I think I think I'll go six point five, mate. Overall, right. I think I'll six point five. Um, yeah, because like I'm trying to think what they've done, obviously on the pitch and take away from that. But Loftus Cheek coming in, I can't really see him resurrecting a dead ship, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, I think he's a talented player and all, but I just don't think that he's going to be able to do what. Fulham need like they just need so much and I don't there's very few players in the world that I think could actually go into that team and all of a sudden make them decent (laughs) exactly yeah literally um so on to on to the next team then uh they've been doing well in the league this season they look like they're gonna be um upsetting quite a few big teams Leeds uh brought in quite a lot of players to be fair mate yeah Leeds have done a good bit of business um not a lot of business that I'm like super familiar with. Um, you know, I mean, they, this Rafinha guy from Wren is not someone I'm very familiar with. You know, I know about Diego Llorente and Rodrigo from Valencia, but you know, a lot of these players are, are kind of unknown names or unknown quantities to me. What are your thoughts? Um, so Rafinha from the little bit, I know of him, um, I mean, he looks like he could be decent. He's he's very like fast. Um, he's got a lot of energy, so I think he will fit in well with um, with Leeds and the way they play. Rodrigo, obviously, good player. He's um, made a few little cameos for them at the minute. Um, Robin Koch, I didn't actually realize he was a new signing for them. I thought he'd been at the club a while. Um, but he's he's been playing. He, he's looking good for them. Looks a good sign. And Rodrigo scored for them. Yeah, I mean, Helder Costa from Wolves too. Like that's you know, a lot of this is like yeah, exactly. He's, these are he's a good player. A lot of players I'm unfamiliar with. A few I'm familiar with. And but at the end of the day, it is one of those things where I just like I just trust Bielsa to know what players he wants and what how he's going to mm-hmm. play them, um, and for him to get a lot out of them. Yeah, and then. On on that note of Helder Costa as well, he was he he was basically already there, but they've just kind of finalised the deal. I just re- realised he did actually score a brace against Fulham, so he's already off the mark scoring for them. The window overall, and Robin Koch, good defender. Rafinha looks like he'll be promising. Hopefully, he can uh, continue doing well and um, do well for Leeds. Because I swear, literally, he scored for Rennes day later he signed for Leeds or something like that so he's um he, he he's gonna be good for them as well I think mate so overall I think I'll give Leeds like probably like a 7.5 to be honest mate yeah I'll I was gonna go just a simple seven run of the mill seven all right on to ooh, Leicester that's a fun one yeah Leicester um Wesley Fofana signed um Timothy Castagna. I know Castagna's uh, quite a decent player, to be fair. Um, I'll be honest about the Fofana situation. I don't really know too much about him, but I know that you um, are quite excited for him. Yeah. Yeah, so obviously I've I've done a bit of keeping up with St. Etienne. 
um, because of Saliba and all that. And Fofana is basically like their other Saliba. Like he he's the other young center back at Saint Etienne who looks super promising. He's super young. I think he's nineteen. Um, good ball skills, athletic. Like he's just a very exciting center back. That def- you know, I think him and Saliba both have the potential to five years from now be to of the better center backs in the world. Um, you know, at least among, you know, top 25 center backs in the world or say. Um, and so I just think that that's a really exciting signing uh, to see, you know, Lester have clearly not been shy to put some youth in their uh, defense with some of their defensive signings over the past uh, couple of seasons. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see. I'm, I'm just excited to watch him get integrated and be able to actually watch him play regularly. I hope he does play a lot in this first season, but we'll see. Um, and then, yeah, I really like the Timothy Castagna signing. I mean, Atalanta just in general has been so good over the past couple of seasons. Like they play incredible stuff. And I think Castagna definitely has another level he could, he could go up to. Um, and I don't think that, you know, I think 21 and a half mil is another pretty good fee for that player as well. Yeah, I mean, like he's he's had a good start um, to life at Leicester already. He's had a goal for them. Um, he's had two assists as well this season. So, yeah, he's he's a solid little fullback, mate. Um, I know that his main main position is normally right back, but I've seen him cover at left back a couple of times, which will be good because obviously they've lost Chilwell, um, which is something to factor into their window because he's obviously was one of their best players for the last however many years. Um, and then their other signing mate was Ken Gizunder. Uh Not an idea, never heard of him. They've brought him in on loan. Um, be interesting to see how he does. Um, but yeah, like I said, don't really know him. But Castagna, I I rate him. Think he's a good player. Already doing well for them. Fofana, um, you told me a bit about him. Seems like he could be a talent. Um, could could do well next to Sancho, who is obviously a really good centre back. Um, so we'll see, mate. And then. Obviously, though, what you've got to remember is they've let go Ben Chilwell and quite a few others, but none that are really noteworthy. So I'd say taking into account letting go of Ben Chilwell, who's one of their, well, was one of their best players, in my opinion. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to give them like a five, mate, just because they've not really, only because they've not really brought in a lot of players. Do you know what I mean? Not not like they necessarily needed to because they've already got quite a decent amount of attackers and whatnot. But um, I don't know, mate. I, ju- I just feel like they could have recruited a bit more than just a full-back, a young centre-back, and um, that under guy who's a winger from the Turkish League or wherever he's from. Yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah, he came from Roma. Sorry, Turkish um, is, yeah, my bad. But, so I... Oh, yeah, 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 he... I think he is Turkish. I don't know. Like, I think this is a pretty pretty decent window. Um, I think they could have done more, but they got what a, a huge fee for Ben Chilwell. I mean, what? It's at least yeah, I think 50 about mil, 50 right? mil, yeah. If not more than that. Um, so that's a huge fee for a fullback. And they held on to Ndidi... Um, you know, they've, they've kept, um, they've kept James Madison. They signed him to a new contract. 
I, I think this is this is at least like a seven. Like I think this is a really. They, I think they've re- done a really good job at replacing Ben Chilwell as well. I mean, I don't think Castagna is like Ben Chilwell level, but like I said, I think he still has a level that he can go up. Um, they've spent less than half of what they got for Chilwell on him. I think that's really good business. Again, like you know, I'm excited for Fofana, and yeah, yeah I, mean, I think this. I think this is a seven. Okay, fair enough. The the only thing is though with Ben Chilwell, he was obviously left back, and Castagna does mainly play out on the right, but can cover left. But yeah, he's really two footed though. He does play yeah. on, but like he can play on both sides. Like I I want I do wonder if maybe that'll limit his ceiling, which is an interest. Like that could be something to mm. to look at in the future. But at the same like I don't know if he is genuinely as comfortable on the left as he is on the right, which there's not much evidence to say that he's not, then I think that could be a phenomenal signing. Yeah, I agree, mate. Um, but yeah, for me, still... So you go five? Yeah, still, I'm just going to give him a five, just because they did lose Ben Chilwell, who is one of their... Well, I keep saying it is, was one of their best players. Obviously, they did keep some players, but Vardy's getting older. Yes, he's still really good and will get them loads of goals, but... I don't know. I think next window definitely, not January, but next summer, they will definitely have to start looking at bringing in someone to, you know, take the Vardy off mantle because he's he's only getting older. You know what I mean? He's not getting any younger. So I don't know, mate. I feel like feel like it's just a five for me. That's what I'm going to stick with. All right, fair enough. All right, on to your team, Liverpool. Yeah, so. Liverpool, although we haven't, you know, signed many, we've we've signed good players. Do you know what I mean? Well, I say good, that's an yeah. understatement. Thiago Alcantara, probably in in my opinion, I would say he's maybe the second best midfielder in the world. Kevin De Bruyne first, without a doubt. But for me, Thiago Alcantara is second best in the world. Um I agree. Yeah, I can't, like, I'm trying to think now on the top of my head, players I'd put above him, like Kante maybe a couple of seasons ago, obviously, but right now, um, I don't know, I just can't, and it's not like I didn't watch him much, like I watched him quite a lot for Bayern Munich, obviously I'm sure the whole world was watching him during the um, Champions League that happened only a couple months ago, and the way he was just dictating the game and just playing so freely, like, he was literally playing like he didn't even care yeah, he was playing so good. It was like he wasn't even trying, mate, and he, he just looked amazing. Diego, Diogo Jota, um, for me, amazing signing. Don't know why Wolves got rid of him. He's young. He's like 23 years old. Yeah. 45 million. I'm not going to lie. When I saw that, I was a bit like, God, that's a heavy price. But he's like, what I love about that signing is he's already clicking, mate. He's already playing well. He's already playing Klopp's football, which is... I knew he would, but he scored a decent little goal on his debut. Maybe could have had another if Sala didn't take it off him. Uh, when we played against Villa, for me, it was only Sala and then Jota who showed glimpses of actually wanting to win that game. Um, and then to Shimakas, not really seen much of him because he's had a little injury and then being diagnosed with COVID. But in, in terms of who we signed, mate, they are three good players. You know what I mean? Like backup for Robertson was only really Milner. Now we've got a solid backup for Robertson if Robertson's injured because we can't keep relying on Robertson to play so many games. Do you know what I mean? And then Thiago Alcantara, 
he'll be a starter midfielder straight away. And not to mention 25 million, mate. Come on, that's an absolute bargain, that. Yeah, I mean, I think you guys have had a fucking great window. Uh, I'll start off with Jota. Obviously, of course, as it was with David McGoldrick, it was written in the stars that Jota was going to score in his debut against us. Whatever. (laughs) It is what it fucking is. Um, It was a handball. But anyways, so I think that's a really... I think that's a really good signing. I think he, like you said, he's instantly come in and played Klopp's football. And I think we all kind of knew he would. He just looked like he was that player that was going to fit that system super well. Mm-hmm. He is super young. It's 45 mil, but also haven't you guys worked out some like crazy payment structure where we only paid like 10 mil this summer or something like that? Yeah, like, we're paying it in installments, so it's not like a big lump sum, which is good. Yeah, so that gives that eases up some of the financial pressure that 45 mil adds I think that's a really good signing um, don't have a lot more to say about that Thiago I think I am in love with this player like it's he you and me both mate honestly oh I felt like oh my god man it's, when I watched his reveal video yeah like genuinely I couldn't describe to how I felt it was so <laughs> weird like I instantly wanted to go out buy a shirt of his name on and I just felt like yeah instant love mate it was so weird genuinely it was really weird I admit it was weird but I don't know there's just something about him and what I love yeah is like he's tweeting all the time now as well about Liverpool like he today he went for a walk around Liverpool mate and I was tempted to whack in my car and try find him and that like he's actually like getting involved with the club do you know what I mean he's replying to fans and stuff and he, he just seems like it's such a great character to have come in mate and it's like what we said um like in the last podcast, I can't quite remember who it was about. Um, maybe it was about Hammers like training with them, seeing his quality and training and whatnot. But I feel like all the players as well that have been interviewed about him have said he's world class and like seeing him in training, it's mad how like good he is and that. So yeah, he's he's just fitting in so well already, mate. And it, honestly, I'm smiling now talking about it because I can't believe we got him. Yeah, I. <sighs> I've loved this player for a long time. I mean, I agree. I think he's the second best midfielder in the world. I think probably third and the only person that I think you can maybe say comes close is Verratti. Uh, I think Verratti is insanely good and underappreciated. But yeah, I mean, I think he's probably the second best midfielder in the world. And mm-hmm. you got him, obviously, one year one year left on his deal at Bayern, so that's why he would, and he is 29. So that, 29, right? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, still, that, Still, he's yeah. still probably got like two, three. No, but like that's why you got him for the yeah, price. Yeah. That's why you got him for the price. But like, I would take that fucking deal in a second every single time. Like, it's I, it's not even like a judgment. It's just like when you look at a player like Tiago Alcantara going for twenty five mil, you just have to say like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, what exactly. Happened? And obviously, it was a it was a a combination of of age, time on his contract, Bayern probably kind of doing right by him like respecting his wishes um because he had been such a loyal and successful servant of the club so i mean yeah it's a that's an amazing signing i mean that's i guess realistically that's actually probably the steal of the window over james um i kind of put that transfer in a league of its own honestly it's just i i'm couldn't be more jealous like i don't i'm not <laughs> sure of the last time I felt this envious over another team signing. Yeah. 
I, I mean, I can't relate because we signed him. Do you know what I mean? So it's sick, mate. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Um, but yeah, and then I mean, Casa Samikas, I think, uh, just real quick. Yeah. Pretty good fee. Uh, Olympiacos is a Champions League club, you know, so they're a team that you can rely on to get good talent. And you, like you said, you needed a left back. So good mm-hmm. signing there, too. Yeah, definitely. And then, obviously, um, Lovren. The outgoings were insane. Yeah, we got basically 11 mil for Lovren, which covers to Shimakas. Rian Brewster made 23 and a half mil for him, which basically covers Thiago. Um, so do you know what I mean? It's like we've we've got the money for Thiago and Shimakas back. It's just basically Jota that we've really had to pay for, in all honesty. Um, Adam Lalana, get out of my club. Thank God he's gone. Um, Larice Carius, mate. Like I don't know how I feel about him. Some some are saying they'd rather have him stay and get rid of Adrian. Um, honestly, they're both terrible, so I'm not really too fussed. And then Marco Grubchik, who we've got rid of. Um, well, only on loan to Porto. I actually, when he was playing, mate, I quite liked him. I thought he's quite a big Dude, presence. I, he wins his headers. He looked good. I was about to say in the um, in the game that we put what was that the league cup game yeah right yeah. league cup game that we played you guys the second time yeah he was in that game and i thought he looked really damn good like i was he i felt like he was just everywhere he was popping up all over the pitch he was doing all kinds of different actions like defense he was getting involved defensively getting involved offensively like he was i i thought he was really decent so that's definitely going to be one to watch for the future for you guys yeah, I agree, mate. Um, so, yeah, o- overall, I feel like we had a solid win, though. I'm going to give us... Um, because I, ju- just now, because of Adrian, um, I feel like we could do another goalie. There's talk of Jack Butland, how true that is. I don't really know whether he's an upgrade on Adrian again. I don't really know. He's, I'm not seeing him play for a while, but I did like him when he was in the Prem at Stoke. Um, I'm just trying to think... I. Obviously, Timo Werner slipped through our fingers. I would have loved to get a new striker because I do love Firmino, but at the same time, I want someone that's going to get his goals there. So I think because of that reason, we didn't get Timo Werner, and obviously there's a reason for that, a trusting Klopp, I still would have liked the striker and potentially a new goalkeeper, um, like backup one, obviously. So I think I can't give it higher than an 8.5 just for that reason. Really? Okay. Yeah, See, like, don't get me wrong, the players we did sign, insane, like, insanely good. But I just feel like to get to that 9, 9.5, we did need a striker as well, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm kind of debating between a 9 and a 9.5, personally. I think you make a good point. I do think not getting a striker was big. But honestly, part of what... The fact that you get, you sold Rian Brewster for over 23 mil is fucking insane. Yeah, I like, agree. That was such a good place. I can't, I can't believe that you sold him for that much. I mean, that's just I, that's one of those things. One of the benefits of being the champions is players that can't make it into your side. Teams are still very interested in. Whereas when you're Arsenal and you're finishing eighth, players that can't make it into your side don't <laughs> get shit. Uh, um, I'm gonna go nine though, but I like I. It's close. It's almost a 9-5, but I do agree. Uh, Firmino does a lot, 
but I think that he definitely can still be improved upon. Like, I think there are probably some people that, out there that think that Firmino is purpose-built for that role and, like, is the perfect player for it. I don't agree. I, just, I think there are other players that will cause more damage from that role. And at the end of the day, that's what a striker is there to do is cause damage. Yeah, I'm with you on that, mate, to be fair. I'm with you. So, yeah, you're going, you're going nine, are you? Yeah, I'm going nine. Okay, so next up then, um, next thing we've got is Manchester City. Um, in regards to them, they've not really had that good of a window, to be fair, mate. Like, in all honesty, Ferran Torres, 20 mil. Nathan Ake, 41 mil. Quite a lot for him. Like, yeah, he's a good centre-back. And then Ruben Diaz, 65 mil. Um that like for me, when they realised Aguero's gonna be out for a while and Jesus injured, I think they probably should have brought in an attacker. Um obviously they've let Sane go, David Silva go. Um I don't know, mate. Like I don't think they did have that good of a window overall. They've got two centre backs and Ferran Torres, who I don't even know too much about, so I can't say whether he's gonna be really good for them or not. Yeah. Pretty poor overall window. Um, Ferran Torres, I think, is super unknown. I think he definitely has good potential. Um, but I don't think Manchester City really need to be buying potential right mm-hmm. now um, with, with where they're at. Ake, I agree. Good center back. Not 41 mil good, though. I don't, I don't know I'd ever want to pay more than 30. And even that is honestly... I think pushing what I want to pay for yep. Ake. Uh, and then, yeah, Ruben Diaz. I don't know a lot about him. I haven't watched a ton of Benfica. Um, but seems a bit steep. Seems like a bit of desperation after not being able to get Koulibaly, who I know that they're denying that they actually went after. But I think that is bullshit. So, yeah, uh, not a great window. Uh, Bayern Munich losing... I'm, Taking Sane, we've all known that was going to happen for a long time. But even so, fifty-five mil yeah, for Sane seems beast, like a man, steal. Like I, that that's a hundred million pound player. And I know that the market's weird, and all this. It's you know Werner going for roughly the same price is also a steal. So it's it's a weird market. But I don't know. Yeah, not not a very good window overall for City. Yeah, honestly, mate, I'm just going to say it. I I'll give City. Probably like a four, to be fair. They've brought in two centre-backs for Ferran Torres. They've not really tried to replace Sané. Um, not really tried to replace David Silva, I suppose, maybe Ferran Torres. But, yeah, for, for what they needed, mate, they they didn't go get it, in my opinion. Um, I don't really want to go too much into what they do need. But, overall, if I'm a City fan, I'm not happy, mate. I'm going to say four. Yeah, I'm going to go 4-5. or five. Not bringing in any forwards. I mean, Fran Torres, obviously, but like, you know, not really bringing in a, a goal-ready forward that can reliably contribute on that end of the pitch when you have, you know, Aguero is always injured and now, you know, Jesus has been struggling with injury. So, yeah, 4-5 or five for me. Fair enough, mate. Then over to the red side of Manchester then. Um, I feel like if... We were doing it a few days before deadline day. I'd have gave them, like, honestly, mate, like a three. Yeah, if that. Um, But, yeah, but then, obviously, deadline day, pretty mad for them. They got um, Cavani in, Alex Tellez. They already signed Donny van der Beek, 39 mil, great player. I'm not sure 
I've not I've not really heard much about this Ahmad Diallo. Um, I know who he is, but I mean in terms of this signing. So was he was he a deadline day signing as well? Uh yeah, he was. I want to say I hadn't really heard much of him been linked to them, and then I've just he... seen now they've signed him. Did they even get him right? I think he isn't even going to be able to play for them until January. Like, I think they completed it on de- deadline day, but didn't get everything, like, everything Oh, done. is that that guy, is it? I want to say it is. Okay, so say, so say then he can't play till January. If you look at their outgoings, I think they'll be a bit gutted, to be fair, that Sanchez has gone on a free, considering how much they were paying him. They've got literally no money back for it. That'll, that's, that's a bit shit for them, I won't lie. Um, Smalling has gone 18 million. Honestly, I don't know why. I think Smalling's a decent centre-back. I think they should have kept him, um, because Maguire's an absolute fridge, and anybody that seems to be playing in defence for United right now doesn't look good. But tell us... I do think getting 18 mil for Smalling is really good, though. Yeah, I agree. It's a good price, but at the same time, I feel like he's. I feel like they should have had him. You know, I think he could do all right for them. Um, yeah. Teller's gonna replace Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw's a terrible left back, so I think that's a good signing. Yeah. Cavani, they got him for free, obviously, so that's why they can justify paying the high wages and whatnot. Um, whether or not he'll do well for them, I don't really know. It could be a bit of a Falco situation where they sign him and he doesn't really do anything. Um, obviously, Falco, I think it was Chelsea he went to, but I've always thought of Cavani as a similar player to Falco. Well, Falco did play at United. Did yeah. he go United as well? I'm almost positive. Yeah, I, I thought he did, so that's why I originally said it. But yeah. um, like so, to me, Cavani's always been a bit of Falco. And last season, he didn't even really do that great for PSG anyway. Hence why they preferred the cardio over him. So... Whether or not he'll be a good signing, obviously time will tell. Um, he is a good striker, but I don't know. I feel like they, they were all right for goals, mate, with Marshall and Rashford having banging seasons, Bruno Fernandes. So I don't really know if they even needed him, mate. And obviously one thing to take into account for United window, they didn't get Sancho, their number one target. So... Yeah, so real quick, Falcao, he played for United on loan, and then the next season was Chelsea on loan. Both. All right. Okay, between yeah. both loans, he had four, uh, five goals. So, not great. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, okay. But, yeah, so, yeah, United's window, not very good, I don't think. I think Donny van de Beek is a very good player. I think that is absolutely not a position that they needed to buy a player in. I agree, mate. Like, um, he's not even playing for them. And he's getting frustrated. His no, agent's I, literally, well. his, yeah, his agent and stuff. Exactly, his agent's already coming out and saying that they're unhappy with his time at United. He's been there for like a month. Exactly, mate. Like, yeah, and I think uh, Tellez or Teyes, however you say it, I think that's a good signing based on just the fact that they needed someone in that position. I don't actually know how good this player is. Watch Porto very little. Um, yeah, he's he is decent to be fair. Like he's. A hundred and ten percent upgrade, and I think he will do all right for them. Yeah, so I, almost anything's an upgrade on Luke Shaw, so that'll be good. Um, Diallo, like I said, I'm pretty positive that's the guy that's not coming in until January. So I think that's probably a good signing, but I don't even know if we can really include it in the summer business if he's not going to play for them in mm-hmm. this year. Um, Cavani, I think that was complete and utter desperation. I do think they probably needed to get someone in at center forward. Um, I 
I mean, I think you can play Martial there. I mean, you can play Rashford there at times, but like I think realistically, they they at least want definitely wanted a center forward, um, whether you think they needed one or not. But I think like he scored like four goals last year or something. Like he's, I just think he's well past it. I think he already was like a pretty high volume shooter as it was like I've seen him miss so many sitters but he still was banging in goals because he just got shots off a lot I don't think he has that in him anymore um and I and when you're an aging striker you need to get more Mm -hmm. and more and more clinical because you're not going to be able to get as many shots off but like I don't think he has and his wages are huge like I just don't I don't like this move personally um so yeah, I, I think overall, I think yeah, I think you're right. Letting Smalling go probably a mistake. I think it's a good fee, but um, probably best to keep him given the circumstances uh, that they have going on at center back. But yeah, overall, I think this is like a five, maybe. Yeah, if, yeah I'll give him a five. Yeah, I'm I'm going to agree with a five, mate. Like, Donny van der Beek, great signing, great player. But like you said, they're stuck in that position right now. Tellez comes in. He's a good signing. Diallo, I have uh, confirmed that he won't be joining them until January, so I'm not going to count him. Cavani, I kind of agree with you as well in the terms of he was a panic buy. Um, obviously, you know, went very off the rails kind of thing at PSG in terms of he just wasn't playing much. He wasn't really scoring when he did play. Um, and main factor mate they didn't get Sancho their number one target so yeah not getting Sancho was and like the thing about Sancho when you look at it in the context of the other deals that they did I don't understand why they didn't get him like they were only 20 exactly, or 30 mate. mil off of I mean we say only 20 or 30 mil like that's such a light amount of money to throw around but like when they're trying to get Diallo across for that much money, when they do Van de Beek for forty, and and then you look at mm. like this is their number one guy. That's like go for him at the one twenty. And I think Sancho is one of the few players in the world that you buy him at one hundred and twenty mil, and that's not even like that big of a risk. I think he's such a world class talent and is so young that yeah, like you exactly. just if you can get him, if he's willing to join, and you can you physically are able to pay the money to Dortmund to make it happen, you just do it. I agree, mate. But as they didn't get him, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to have to give them a five. Yep, agreed. So, mate, so then moving on Newcastle. to... Newcastle. Yeah. Um, Colin Wilson, I mean, we spoke about him uh, in, I believe, the last episode or maybe the episode before. Um, if you haven't checked them out, make sure you go do episode. that. Um, Jamal Lewis. So, Callum Wilson, good signing for them. Ryan Fraser, again, mate, good signing. Um, not who, too sure who that Rodrigo guy is. Jeff Hendrick mentioned him earlier. Um, I don't really think he'll... Yeah, Jamal Lewis will definitely improve them. Young player, still still plenty of time to grow and get good. I know Liverpool were interested in him, but Norwich were trying to scam us out of money. Um, and like I said, Jeff yeah, Hendrick. Yeah, they, they wanted, what, like 20 mil for him? Yeah, and then he ended up going for like 12 or 13 to Newcastle. So, bit bit stupid there. Um, Jeff Hendrick, like, he's all right. Do you know what I mean? He He's he's okay. He's not really, in my opinion, going to improve Newcastle too much. Callum Wilson, probably their best signing. Well, most definitely, he's already proven that. Um, in terms of outgoings, mate, doesn't look like they've lost anybody important from what I'm looking at. Um 
Yeah, only one of them was permanent. Yeah, true, true. So I I think that they're they're looking all right, mate. Um, not the best window, but again, not the worst. They've strengthened kind of where they needed to. They brought in Callum Wilson, who can get them goals. As Joe Linton wasn't really doing it. Um, Jamal Lewis again, young, plenty of um time to develop. Ryan Frazier, solid player, mate. I've always liked Ryan Frazier, and they got him for free. So overall, I think I'm going to give Newcastle like a seven in terms of you know who they are as a club. Yeah, I was I was thinking six, five, seven, or thereabouts. I you know I really like the Callum Wilson signing. I I like the Jamal Lewis signing quite a bit. Ryan Fraser on a free, I think, is good. I mean, he was linked to fucking Arsenal for like a, a summer, and that just gave me a heart attack. So, thankfully, he's found a team that's much more uh, his level. Um, yeah, I mean, all in all, pretty good. I'm going to go 6-5. Yeah, that's fair enough, mate. Very respectable. Um, on to the next one, then. The other, another United. Um, Sheffield United, then. Uh, obviously, Rian Brewster, 23.5 mil. Aaron Ramsdale, 18.5 mil from Bournemouth. Uh, quite a lot of money for him, actually, considering they're a relegated team. Um, other players, honestly, mate, not really too sure who they are. Outgoings aren't really too bad. So, Rian Brewster, we did mention this. They need a striker. Um, 23.5 mil. I, th- I personally, I do like Brewster. Um, that money for him, though... And the fact that we've got a release clause, sorry, not a release clause, buyback clause on the thing. I don't really know if it is that good of a deal for um, for Sheffield, to be fair, mate. And Aaron Ramsdale, um, you know, he's he was at a relegated side. Obviously, he's a um, goalkeeper and whatnot. They did need to buy one because who was it they had? Was it Henderson, who's just gone back to United? Yeah, Dean. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, eight and a half mil, pretty mad for a relegated goalkeeper, in my opinion. Um, he is only young, though, 22, so could could definitely become good. Rion Brewster, 23 mil. I don't know, mate. Um, for me, they they kind of all pay for Brewster, the buyback clause. Ampadu, decent player. What Do you know what, what is the buyback clause on Brewster? I think it's about 37 mil. Which obviously, if he becomes really good, mate, the player that like he could, yeah, that's nothing. Yeah, like, do you know what I mean? In this day and age, that's like you say, yeah, chips for a striker, mate. Um, Ampadu, all right, player, I guess. So um, overall, I'd give. I like the Ampadu move on loan. Do you? Yeah, but yeah, but like, I I think that he'll be good for them. Um, I I would have rather they got him permanently, but obviously, I I think that that's a good move for this year, though. Hmm. For me, the only thing I'm thinking with Sheffield, though, mate, is how terrible they've been this season. Not won a game yet. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, no, yeah, like awful. they haven't really conceded a lot. To be fair, but again, they're not scoring, so maybe that's where Bruce comes in. But for me, I'm giving them, I'm giving them like a five, just because I feel like 23 mil and 18 mil for a relegated goalkeeper. I feel like they've overpaid quite a bit. Yeah, I I agree. They've overpaid. I mean, Brewster was banging in goals for Swansea, especially at the end of the season. But fuck, twenty three and a half mil is insane. They were also. It seemed like they basically had come down to between Rian and uh, Fuller and ba- uh, Balligan, who is the Arsenal U twenty three striker, who is like 
one of the highest scoring academy strikers in the world. I think it, I remember seeing a stat about a year ago. I think it was last summer during the window. I think he had scored like 63 goals and 54 appearances <laughs> or something like that. Like just absolute insane prospect. I mean, clinical finishing with both feet, fast, strong, you know, just has everything, but he only has a year left on his deal and it doesn't seem like he's going to re-sign because we have just so many kind of people ahead of him. We have obviously Oba, Laka, Eddie, and Kedia. Um, then you also have uh, Martinelli who might uh, find his way as a, a center forward. And it looks like that may end up, you know, he's kind of an Aguero-ish type of player, it seems. So I feel like he could easily find his way in the center forward role. And then also, it seems like Arsenal have kind of rated Tyrese John Jules, another academy player, over him. So I want, but like, they only offered us nine mil for Balogun, eight or nine. And I, I, obviously, there's a big difference between the championship and playing U23. So it's, it's hard to necessarily judge, but I'm a 23.5 mil for Brewster just seems insane. Like, like, I, I feel like they could have done, Balligan for like 12 or 13 and probably without a buyback clause rather than 23 and a half for Brewster with a buyback clause, you know? So I don't know. I think they've overpaid. I, I like the Ampadu deal. I, I think Ramsdale is also an overpay, but I'm going to agree with you with a, a five. Yeah. Sound like, sound. Um, go on then. We'll move on to Southampton. Um, Kyle Walker-Peters, a decent little fullback, I believe he is, isn't he? I believe he is. I'm not positive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, he's he's a he's a decent little player. Um, I I quite like him every time I see him play. He's only like 23 years old. Um, Theo Wolcott wasn't really getting time uh, at Everton. You said he was their most paid player. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know. I feel like he could do well at Southampton. Um, yeah, be a bit of a similar player to um, Nathan Redmond kind of thing for them, um, like bit of a pacey winger. Uh, Mohamed Salasu uh, seems all right as well. I mean, overall Southampton they they've not recruited too many, um, but it seems like they've they have recruit recruited quite well. I think it would be fair to say. Yeah, I mean, I I I'd agree. It's generally pretty decent business i think salisu is probably good business kyle walker peters decent 12 mil not sure about that you know getting theo walcott back obviously that's where he like started his career i don't know how much he's gonna play but i think he'll be a contributor and that's always you know kind of the fairy tale story they did a really nice uh announcement video for him um but yeah i don't know some of their outgoing is interesting elianusi uh, going to Celtic on loan. I is this? No, this isn't the Elianusi that used to play for Basel, is it? No, I don't, I don't know. know. Um, I need to look that up because if it's not, then I don't care that this guy's gone out on loan. Um, Mario Lamina going out to Fulham. We already talked about that from the Fulham side. I. Well, how do you feel about that from the Southampton side? The biggest miss is like obviously Lamina is quite, but for me, I think their biggest miss is going to be Hoiberg because he's, you know, he's a great player in my opinion. He was a solid midfielder. He's already doing well for um for Tottenham. You said you really liked his assist the other day. Um, 
so yeah, for me, mate, I feel like letting go of Lamina and letting go of Hoiberg, uh, Sofian Buffal will probably be glad to get rid of. He never really played for them much. Um, I don't know, like taking into account the fact that they let Hoiberg go kind of knocks a bit off their score off for me, to be honest, mate. Um, so I'll probably end up giving Southampton, I'd say like maybe a five, five and a half. Um, obviously that, that Salisu, um, he was a decent little defender in um, La Liga. So we'll see how he does for Southampton. I, um, yeah, I, I reckon I'm going to give him like a five, five and a half, mate, just because Hoiberg's gone. And he, for me, was one of Southampton's best players. Obviously, there's Danny Ings. But um, yeah, I really, really rated Hoiberg, honestly. So Yeah, no, he's good. I think they got a pretty decent fee for him, but like it wasn't the kind of fee where you feel like they they really won the deal. You know, it felt pretty fair. Um, fucking Sky Sports throw me for a loop, not including him in the outgoings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I agree with you. Five, five and a half for this window. You know, decent. It's fine, but losing Hoiberg and not really bringing in anyone all that inspiring is is not great. Mm-hmm. Most definitely, mate. Um. So then, I guess, onto the team Hoiberg went to, um, and a team you don't really like, Tottenham. But for me, I feel like Tottenham have had a good window, mate. That Regulon uh, looks a decent fullback, uh, 32 million, bit mad. Um, he didn't really have the best of games in the other day, but obviously Hoiberg, good player, been playing really well for them. Gareth Bale still yet to come. Um, he's only on loan. Um, Matt Doherty he was really good for Wolves to be fair I'm surprised they let him go Joe Hart's coming in uh, I thought it was going to be as a second Joe choice Hart is signed for Tottenham. did you not know see I thought it was going to be a second choice goalie but it's looking kind of like he's third um, and maybe Gassaniga. Um but obviously as well Tottenham have let go of Vertonghen so he was obviously really good. I know that last season, apparently, there was a big fallout between Alderweireld and Vertonghen and whatnot. Um, how true that was. Well, Vertonghen really wasn't... Vertonghen hasn't really been very good for at least, like, two years now, though. Like, I, he was really... When when Vertonghen and Alderweireld were, like, at their peak, like, they were they were probably the best center-back duo in the Yeah, I agree with that. But, like, they, they fell off pretty hard. Vertonghen has not been good. Like, I think this is... Especially with potentially some of the dressing room issues that it revolved around him, um, I think that's good to get him off. Yeah, maybe, but I don't know. I just feel like because sometimes he would play at left wing back, left yeah. back for them, and even then, mate, I think he looked decent. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I feel like Tottenham though overall bringing in Bale, Regulon, Doherty, Hoiberg, um, Joe Hart, obviously, but you know. And then this Carlos Vinicius on loan. Um, I I don't know. I think they're going to be decent, mate. Regulon can be a good player. He obviously didn't show it in the last game. He didn't play too good. Um, not against United, against whoever else it was. Um, but yeah, I feel like they've had a solid window overall. And Bale, mate, as soon as he gets linked up with Harry Kane and um, Min Son, going to be danger. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I think they have had a good window. Um, the Sergi Regulon deal is interesting because I think Real Madrid have like a two-year buyback at like 40 mil. So they're 
you know, this is a it's a good deal in terms of like he'll make Tottenham better now mm. and there's still a decent chance that obviously he ends up staying long term, but like realistically if this goes as Real want it to go, then they'll have just paid eight million for re- for Regulon to develop at Tottenham. Um, so that's an interesting yeah, one to watch how that plays out. Doherty, I think was a pretty, I think was a good deal. Hoiberg, I think is a really good deal. I think he's a really good player. He just turned twenty five. Um, I think he just contributes a lot. He's really good, just kind of all rounder that you want to have in the midfield. He'll go into the tackle. He'll play. You know, he's. He'll play a nice through ball. He'll link up the play well. That's a good signing. Um, yeah, Ryan Sessegnon going out to Hoffenheim is an interesting one because like they picked him up from Fulham after he had that really good year. Yeah, Liverpool were interested in him. He looked like a talent to be fair. Yeah, lot loads of teams were interested in him, and then they've been like they were playing him out of position when they did play him, and then just completely mm. stopped playing him out of nowhere. That's a really disappointing one because I actually just really like Sessegnon. I like him as a player, and I think he looks like a pretty decent guy. Um, so I hope it. I hope whenever he finally leaves Tottenham permanently, it works out for him there. I hope that he's stinky poo poo at Tottenham though, because fuck those guys. But anyways, um, yeah, I mean, good window though. I think uh, seven, seven and a half or thereabouts. Like, there's a lot of very uncertain things here. I mean, getting Vinicius was important because I needed a, another striker. <laughs> Don't know how good he's really going to be. I think he's mm. kind of a target man sort of striker, um, which fits for Jose. Um, Bale is a huge unknown. We have no idea how good he may or may not be and how healthy he may or may not be. So I think a huge kind of how successful they are in this window will largely depend on how good Gareth Bale actually turns out to be. Yeah, I think I think I'll agree with you on rating it. I think I'm going to say about a seven and a half. Um, good that they brought in Vinicius because obviously Harry Kane, as class as he is, he is definitely a guy that can get injured. Um, so yeah, seven and a half overall. I really like the signing Matt Doherty. Like I said, surprised Wolves let him go. Um, Hoiberg really liked him. Yeah, I think I think Tottenham have done well, mate. Seven and a half from me. Yep. So now on to uh, West Brom. There's not a lot I feel like to say about West Brom's window, but do you have any thoughts? Um, the only thing I would say is Branislav Ivanovic is very interesting. Obviously, amazing at Chelsea. Um, dead yeah. seemed a dead nice guy as well. Um, obviously now I'm not quite sure how old he is, but I assume it's pretty old. Um, he's got to be ancient. Yeah, definitely, mate. Uh, Mateus Pereira. Um, I think he could be okay as well. Obviously, so far... Yeah, though, Ivanovic is 36. Yeah, that's what I mean, mate. Obviously, so far, though, West Brom are looking pretty dog. Um, and then, only other player there that I'd mention is um, Dean Garner. I know that a lot of West Ham fans were a bit gutted to see him leave and they did want to hold on to him because he looks like a promising talent. Yeah, so kind of... I mean, I... Yeah, Branislav Ivanovic, it's interesting. He's 36, so that's super old. Uh, the Matthias Pereira is an interesting signing, not one I know a ton about, but I think that one's intriguing. And then, yeah, like you said, the Angana, I know West Ham wanted to keep him. Like, that was a big one. And West Ham are our next team, so we can kind of roll into this a little bit um, because I think they've had a shocking window. Yeah, um, qu- well, well, quickly then. What would you, what would you give West Brom overall? 
Uh, four and a half, I think. Uh, maybe five. I'll go five. I'll go five for Dean Garner and Pereira. Yeah, I think I'll probably go because Dean Garner did look promising for them in the game against Chelsea in the first half. Um, the fact that West Ham wanted to keep him shows that he's promising. Um, Matias Pereira as well, obviously twenty four years old. I th- I think. I think I'm probably going to give him like a four and a half as well, maybe a five, um, mainly because even though they've brought in quite a few players, it seems, um, a couple of us that we won't name because I'm sure no one knows who they are, but they make West Brom as well, haven't been that great this season. So yeah, I, I'm going to say four and a half. Um, hopefully Ivanovic, though, being an experienced player, can do well for them. Um, and like we said, Dean Garner... I enjoy that. Yeah, same mate. I do, I do like him, but hopefully he can just bring a bit to the squad with his Premier League experience. Um, and then Dean Garner, then coming from West Ham, who we'll move on to. You're saying you think they had a terrible window, but the only thing I would say to counter that, mate, is Soychek and Kafal. Kafal played for them um, when they beat Leicester the other day, and he looked really good, mate. And Soychek as well is looking like a solid player. So like. They've got them. They got both of them for only twenty mil from the same team, Slavia Prague. And to be fair, mate, they they both look decent. You know, Kafal played the other day against Leicester. Um, like he he played decent. It was his debut for them, and he did look good. And then Soychek as well. He's been he's been quite solid for them in that midfield, mate. He's played every game for them. So although you're you think it's a crap window for me personally, I think. They, the two players that they've got do look decent. So it's one of those ones where it's, as of now, it's working out probably better than I would have expected. I do think the Suchek deal was decent. Like, I don't, you know, not great, but decent. Kufal, I think, is probably the one that's showing, is, is proving to be more valuable than I would have thought. Um, but I think, like, basically their window was like they lost Diangana and and brought in Suchek. I mean like that's that's how I was looking at it before. Obviously Kufal has now made himself it's still early days, but yeah, he's been good so far. I still overall think though like they probably didn't bring in enough. They lost a bunch of players both in terms of quantity but also Diangana being easily one of their more valuable players. Um Interesting that um, Welsh's contract got terminated. Yeah, I feel bad. I feel bad for Jack. He's just had such a rough go of it with injuries. He has, yeah. So, I don't know. But I, I feel like, yeah, they did only sign two, um, which, you know, isn't great. I think they probably would have went for a striker, but they were they were quite pleased with how um, Antonio seemed to be getting on. Obviously, Harris yeah, and after quite they dropped to the squad. So... Yeah, and after dropping like what I think they spent forty mil on Haller last summer, so they, <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe they're hoping that he does come decent, which you know he he has showed that he can be good. So I don't know. I think I can't really give them more than like a six, um, because like I said, they have only signed two. They lost the Ingana, um. But as well, I just feel like the reason I'm giving them a six, which may seem quite high, is just because so far, obviously Kafal's only played the one game for them in the league, but he looked good. And Soychek is looking quite decent as well, mate. So, you know, I'll give him a 5.5. I'm giving him a 5.5. 
Fair. I mean, yeah, I think soy. Like I said, I think like the Suchek, Soychek, however you say his fucking name. I like. I've always thought like that was a decent enough deal. Um, but I didn't think that it was decent enough to make up for the like losing of Dean and Ghana. Um, you know, it looks like they might be on the path to proving me wrong, but I'm gonna stick with what my initial judgment was because it's still super early, and I'm gonna say a four. A four. Wow. Okay then. Yeah. Um, on to the final team, then, mate. A team that really aren't looking the same as last season. Um, Wolves, mate. Nelson Semedo, thirty-six point eight million. Um, to be fair, very, very good player. Um, I don't know that I even like. I. He's a he's a good player. He's far from a thirty-seven million pound fullback. Yeah, I see. I kind of agree with that, but. He is, in a way, a Wolf signing. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's very, very fast. Yeah. If you get him playing well and you get um, Troy playing well, mate, imagine them two on the right side coming at you. You would be in tears. Not a chance of you catching up with them without popping your arms. Like, I, I don't know. And, I mean, it, so, obviously, this is another one. This kind of ties into Arsenal because they, they bid for Ainsley Maitland-Niles uh, earlier in the window. Who would have who would have been their right back, and mm. they only bid I want to say fifteen million for him, and then Ainsley had he got his England call up and some other things happened. And I don't think fifteen was high enough for us to accept, anyways. But after he got like the England call up and everything, we definitely weren't going to accept fifteen. I don't like. I think we would have accepted twenty five or thirty, and I think twenty five or thirty for Ainsley Maitland Niles is probably better than close to forty for Nelson Semedo, personally. Um, mm-hmm. I this is another one of those like I mean Wolves we know are run by like Jorge Mendez and Nelson Semedo is a Jorge Mendez client and Nino is a Jorge Mendez client and the ownership and like the front office are all good friends or clients of Jorge Mendez I mean that's why this fee was that much um, is because of, of Jorge Mendez so I don't actually think this is a very good signing price wise I do think I agree with you though he's a Wolves player and I think situationally i think it works i just think it's a bad deal yeah okay that's fair enough mate um i mean for me Samedo, if he if he can play as good as like his potential or as good as he has done in the past and perform to a high level um i feel like it's going to be great for him but the signing that i find a bit weird mate is like he's only 18 that fabio silva but 35 million like from from what I've seen of him, um, he does look okay, and obviously he's young, eighteen million. But thirty five million's a bit mad, you know. Yeah, no, I think thirty five mil is a bit extreme for sure. Um, I'm not a player I know a ton about, but def- I'm definitely looks promising. Again, this is an overpay though. Yeah, hundred percent an overpay, mate. Like. He's just, I don't know, like, he, he came on the pitch for them the other day uh, when I was watching him, and he did he did look, like, okay, don't get me wrong, but I feel like maybe it could be one of those where you pay quite a high price for him because he's young and he could be good, but he's not actually showing anything for me personally. That, yeah, paying on potential. Yeah, um, and then obviously they, let, they, they signed a couple of his, Fernando Marsal. He could be a good signing, we'll see. They obviously let Doherty go, which again I mentioned that before. I'm not too sure why they did that. 
that's part of why I'm confused about the like how much they pay for Semedu. Is like <clears throat> I don't feel like they got enough back for Matt Doherty to justify spending you know over thirty five mil on Nelson Semedu. Fair though, I just feel like Semedo and Doherty are very different players, aren't they? Um, they are. Like Semedo is more of a pacey, quick player that will get back and cover because he's got the pace to do it. Whereas Doherty was kind of intelligent, always was in the right position, kind of thing, solid overall defense. Um, so yeah, I think it was a bit strange that they let him go, and then obviously they let Jota go. Um, who's like, I'm buzzing for that, mate. I'll happily take him. Um, which. That's also not on the outgoings on this fucking list. Yeah, which is a strange one. Um, I mean, overall, I'm going to give Wolves, like, I think, a, I'm going to say like a 4.5, just because they spent 35 mil on an 18-year-old who's not really done anything yet. Semedo, um, if he plays well, then maybe I'll change my rating eventually, but I don't know. And then Marcel, 31-year-old centre-back, um, Maybe they should have looked for a younger one, but he is decent, I suppose. But yeah, I'm going to... The fact that they lost Doherty and Jota, for me, is quite a big blow. So I'm going to give them a four and a half, mate. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, when you look at what they got for Doherty and Jota... <coughs> what they got for Doherty and Jota and uh, what they spent on Smedu and Fabio Silva, that's like almost their entire... Yeah, that, that's a pretty healthy proportion of what they received in terms of their outgoings. So I don't think they've improved. Um, I, I think Mark Marcel is actually a pretty decent signing. You know, yeah, he's a bit old, would have preferred someone younger, but I think they needed a center back and he improves them. But overall, I think they've just gotten worse and they were in a position where mm. pushing for European places, they need to improve right now. You know, they need to keep building on this right now they when you're a team coming from the outside trying to break into that like top six top seven you need to push as far ahead as you can when you sniff at it because it's so hard to work your way up through the middle of that table yeah um so yeah i'm gonna give them now four four and a half because i just think that they've gotten worse um and that's not what you're supposed to do in the summer transfer window yeah, well, interestingly, um, about what you were saying about how much they paid, um, so they only got like just under fifteen million for Doherty and obviously forty five for Jota, which they've not fully been given yet because it's paid installments. So if you look at that, that's sixty million, whereas just for Silver and um, they only get fifteen for Doherty. Yeah, well, fourteen point seven oh. they got. So in total, they actually fuck sake, I like, thought it was almost double that. Yeah, so in total they spent like 71 mil just on um, Silver and Semedo. And they only really got back like 60 mil. Obviously they probably made some sales elsewhere. But yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, I think they've overspent to become a worse team. I'm actually going to give Wolves officially... Fuck it, I'm giving them my worst score. I'm giving them a three and a half. Oh no, I gave Burnley a three. Never mind, I'm giving them my second yeah, worst score. Yeah, I think I'm, sure. I'm going to give them a four, mate. So yeah, that's uh, that's all the teams transfer windows judged. It took us a lot longer than what I expected. Um, so what we'll do then is just blast straight on to our top eight predictions. Um, we'll start at eighth and then we'll just work our way up. We won't really give too much explanation because I'm sure we'll be talking about these teams a lot and probably already have spoke about them uh, in the past episodes. Uh, and then we'll give our bottom three as well. 
Right then, Zeke. So, here we go then. In eighth position, I've got Leeds. What about you? Oh, you've got Leeds. I've got, and this is spicy, right off the bat. I might be getting ahead of myself. I've got Manchester United. You've got United all the way at eighth. Oh my! I think Ole. I think they're going to be so shocking for another few more weeks. I think Ole is going to get fired, and I think it's just going to be. I think United are basically going to have the season we had last year. All right. Okay, that's a very interesting take for me. Obviously, we spoke about Leeds in the past. I've got them in my top eight just simply because <laughs> how they play, mate. Um, go on, then you tell me your seventh first. My seventh, I have Leicester. You have Leicester. All yeah. right, okay. Oh, shit, I just noticed something, mate. What? Leicester aren't even in my top eight. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, see, it's hard, dude. I have, Yeah, it's really hard. Oh, well, maybe I'll have to have a little think about that later, mate. But, okay, so I've put Chelsea in seventh, you know. Chelsea? Whoa, that's mental. Yeah, man. I love it, though. Like, I, I love know, it. I... <laughs> Yeah, even though, yeah, like, they look good with their defence and stuff. And obviously, I hope nobody, like, gives us abuse to this. And we could be very wrong when it comes to it. But I don't know. I just feel like I, I've just got them in seventh, mate. I I might have to reevaluate it again in a few weeks. But at the minute, mate, I'm putting them seventh. Um, and then, oh, I'd, I'd kill for you to be right. But that <laughs> might be our biggest difference. And then I've got United sixth, mate. Okay, I've got I've had to switch this one around because I had them lower in my initial predictions, but I think they've done well and they've looked pretty good. I've got Tottenham six. You got Tottenham sixth. Okay, so all, what yeah. I would say by the way about my um, yeah, because people might be thinking why is United above Chelsea? Just because I know what United are like, mate. They like last year, for example, I was like, oh, they're going to be coming sixth, whatever, and then they end up what was it like third or fourth or something. So it's just I didn't they end up third in Chelsea four? Yeah, so it's just I know what I know what United are like, mate. You think they're gonna be dog and then they do that. Um but yeah, sick I've got United and you've got Spurs. Interesting. I've actually got Spurs. Um well you'll be surprised where I've got Spurs, mate. We'll find out in a minute. Fifth okay. place then. Um I've got Arsenal. Uh I've got this one was tough. Four and five was really tough. I kind of had them flipped and then reflipped and, and messed around with it i've got everton you've gone for everton okay so i i think like i they're really fucking good i think like, they're legitimately really good they're fun to watch i think we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves like i just don't i don't think everton are necessarily going to finish top four this season okay okay see so that's where <laughs> i have kind of agree with you maybe getting ahead of ourselves but i just feel like they're already off to a really good start 12 points is Really nice to already have. So I've put Everton in fourth place, mate. Everton in fourth. I, that's where I've got Arsenal. I okay. So you're backing. You're backing your boys to get into. The yeah, I have said all summer that if we don't get like a big upgrade in central midfield, either Partey or Awa or somebody else, then we're finishing sixth. But getting Partey done on deadline day as well as how good Gabriel looks so far at uh, center defense um, and just some of the other things we have going on in our recent form, I'm going to I'm gonna pip us to get into the Champions League. All right, League this fair year. enough, mate. I respect it. But yeah, for me, Everton, like, they're just looking too good. And I feel like, 
I don't know. Obviously, maybe with injuries and Jordan Pickford, we'll see. But I'm going based off like right now and what I'm thinking. Um, so third, Danny, who have you got getting into our top three? Who's third for you? I have Chelsea finishing third. Oh, you have Chelsea that high, man. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I, for me, the reason I've got Chelsea in seventh is because I feel like Frank's going to get sat, mate. I feel like them players aren't going to click. Um, and like I feel like because obviously last year he was given the benefit of the doubt with not having a transfer window, because he spent so much this window, Abramovich will be like, no, you haven't done the job for me. Get out kind of thing. So I can see Frank getting sat. Third place for me, mate, is City. Okay. Okay. You see, you've got, I know you've got Tottenham second. I was wondering if you're going to have them second. Um, yeah, I mean, like, the, I really hope, I do think Frank's shit. I want to get that on the record. I think Frank Lampard is an aggressively average to even below average manager. I think they just have so much fucking talent. And I think some of the other teams right now are still in too much of, like, still trying to accumulate talent, you know? I think United and Arsenal and and some of these other teams are really still trying to build their squads, whereas Chelsea, for the most part, especially on the attacking side, like they're ready to go. Um, they got chemistry and stuff to do to work on, and obviously, I, like I've said earlier, I don't think Frank is a good tactician. Um, so I can see you being right, and I hope to God you are right. I would laugh until the cows come home. I have so I have multiple friends that are big Chelsea fans, and I would. Love, 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 love to be able to rub that in their faces. But I just don't see it. I think they're going to be at least like top four this year. Okay. Well, yeah, mate. So um, City third for me. I don't know. I just feel like they're going to miss Aguero for quite a while. Um, We saw how much they bottled it when they were missing Laporte at the back. Now that they're missing their main outlet for goals, mate, I don't know. I feel like they're not going to be the ruthless City that we're used to. so then, obviously, for me, second place, I've got I've got Spurs, man. I just I really like Son. I think Kane's good. I've said it multiple times. Bale, like obviously, you think he's a shot in the dark and whatnot, but I just I think it's the Welsh in me just wanting Bale to be insane. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I just feel like when yeah. Bale's in there, lad, they're gonna be they're gonna be good, mate, and they're gonna be second. Ah, uh, I that made me want to. Um, yeah, I can see it. I mean, they've been a lot better at the start of the season than I expected. Well, I mean, the opening day against Everton was terrible. Um, and they've had some very questionable results in, like, some of their qualifier games. You know, the Euro qualifiers, um, Europa League. But, yeah, I mean, they are playing pretty well. And, like, to be completely fair to Jose... Did have to deal with a whole lot of injuries last year. Um, I also do think that he'll probably have to deal with that again this year, though. I mean, these players are constantly injured. I mean, all of them, a lot of them, Lamella, Son, Kane, they're all just getting injured all the time. I mean, Lloris gets yeah. injured. How fucking often do you have a goalkeeper that's like somewhat injury prone? Like, that's, you know. So I wonder. I mean, if Vinicius is sick, then obviously that could change everything. Um, I just don't think I don't know. I don't believe in Jose at the end of the day, though. I think is I don't believe in Jose, and I don't believe in their injury record. Yeah, see, I I feel like Jose is kind of past his prime, but at the same time, it's like 
is he past his prime? Like, we'll see this season because normally it is his second season, whatever, where he does like a madness. And I just feel like now he's had his time to really get to grips with the club. And obviously, you know what I mean? I don't know. I just feel like, mate, they're going to be top two, mate. So who have you got second then? City, yeah? Yeah, I've got City second. And I kind of don't even want to put him second. Like, I, I really thought at the end of last season that they were probably going to go wild in this window. And I... I was predicting that they were going to win the league this year. And as time goes on, and as we've seen how their window's gone, and how they've been playing, and their injuries, and, you know, Laporte just came back, still needs to kind of get back up to speed. Don't have really a striker. You know, I I kind of don't even want to put them second, but I just feel like I don't know who I am going to put above them just yet. Like... I feel like I'm going to end up regretting putting them second, but for right now, I just have to use my head and say, no, like City are still City at the end of the day. They're still going to be really yeah. good. And, you know, Pep is still one of the best managers in the world. So, yeah, I have City second. Yeah, like I mean, I've, I've still got them third, but I just think that, like, the gap that we had on them last year, um, like, they, they're not in a stage right now with Aguero been injured to close that gap if you get me if anything they're worse off than last year well definitely they are um so because of that and i feel like other teams are strengthened whereas we we have literally just spoke about city's window and whatnot i feel like nah mate then they're not going to be close to um the team that i have got as champions obviously got batted fucking seven two mate which still sounds like a joke (laughs) i've got liverpool mate and i assume you've obviously got them at top as well yeah no, I've got Aston Villa, actually. Um, <laughs> Imagine, <laughs> Liverpool man. outside the top eight. No, yeah, I have Liverpool first. I mean, it sucks. I don't want to do it. I don't want to put Liverpool first. But, I mean, it's like, like you guys are still just the best team in the Prem, I think. And obviously 7-2, it's mental that we're saying this coming off of that a week later. But, I mean, you're going to get to the point where you have most or all of your players healthy your new signing's more integrated, Your half your team doesn't have COVID, and I just think Klopp is probably the best manager in the world right now, and I think... Yeah, and like, as soon as... Like, go on, go probably like what? Oh, I so said, I think you're probably going to win the league by like 10 to 15 points. Yeah, see, for me, it's like, as soon as Thiago's playing in that midfield as well, mate, you know what I mean? Like, we're only going to get better. Uh, the only worry for me is how long is Adrian going to be out? Uh, sorry, Adrian, mate, I wish he was out. Um, how long is Alisson going to be out? Because um, that could definitely be costly for us. Uh, obviously, we'll see how the Merseyside derby goes next week. But yeah, I mean, I've got to back my boys, mate, now that we finally got over the curse of losing. Um, sorry, yeah, the curse of always losing the title and we finally won it. I feel like we're, we've got a team of winners now. They know what it feels like to win. They want They said they don't want to defend the title. They want to attack it again. So yeah, um, just to just to quickly clarify for everyone, then my top eight is Leeds eighth, Chelsea seventh, United sixth, Arsenal fifth, Everton fourth, City third, Spurs second, and Liverpool first. Reading it back, it does sound mad, mate. Can't believe I forgot about Leicester, um, <laughs> but they got pumped by West Ham three 0 so they're bottle jobs. And if you want to quickly read out your top eight, then. Yeah, yeah, so mine is uh, Man United 8th, Leicester 7th, Tottenham 6th, Everton 5th, Arsenal 4th, Chelsea 3rd, Man City 2nd, and Liverpool winning the league. Okay, so both is really there have some 
mad shouts. I've got Everton top four. Yeah, there's some madness. Um, Be interesting to see. And I've got, like, Leeds are probably, like, my ninth. You know, if we did top ten, I would have Leeds in here probably as ninth. Um, But I just don't know that they're going to quite. I mean, look at these teams, and you've you've even forgotten Leicester, like you said. Like, it's, you know, it's going to be a a mental year, it looks like. Maybe not for first. Liverpool, I still think, might win first fairly comfortably but everything beyond, beyond that is going to mm-hmm. be insane. definitely i agree um so should we finish off the episode then uh if we both just say we've got 20 if i assume it's probably the same person i've got fulham yeah also got fulham i have a feeling our, our relegation challenge are going to be very boring but yep fulham yeah 20th. i mean fulham nothing interesting there mate they're terrible uh west brom i've got in 19th i've also got west brom in 19th and then 18th for me was a bit of a tricky one. Um, I know, obviously, um, when we weren't recording, you were debating a little bit. So I've gone for Burnley. But if Sheffield carry on this form, obviously, we were speaking about this in episode two. Um, I can't recommend it enough. Go watch it. Well, go listen to it. If they don't beat Fulham, then they are in big trouble, mate, in my opinion. And I feel like it could be between them and Burnley. So my bottom three, Fulham, West Brom and Burnley. I agree with everything you've just said. I think that's that's my current bottom three in that exact order. Um, but yeah, I'm mean, Sheffield need to worry for sure, and they need to start actually scoring some goals. Hundred percent, mate. Um, so yeah, overall, then guys, that's our top eight. Very controversial, some will say. Bottom three, less so, not as interesting. I think. Uh, most people, if you ask them, I'd say 90% of Premier League fans will probably agree with that. Probably 100% will agree with the bottom two. Um, give us your thoughts on our top eight. Tweet us at PL Podcast if um, you want to share your top eight of us. If you think that any of us are stupid. If you're a United fan and want to give Zeke shit for putting United eight, feel free to do that. <laughs> Um, but other than that, if you're a Leicester fan and want to give food <laughs> shit for not having them in the top eight at all. Yeah, sorry for forgetting about your club. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, I hope you enjoyed the episode. It was quite a long one today, um, but we covered a lot and gave our thoughts on a lot of things. Um, like I said... And there's no footy to watch, so you need some, you know, you need a long podcast to get you through. Exactly, definitely. The international break is boring as it is. Um, but like I said, I couldn't recommend episode two to you enough. Um, great Premier League weekend maybe not in terms of the fact because I'm a Liverpool fan but if you were neutral just watching that Prem weekend mate what a mad one it was so definitely go give that a listen if you haven't already um, and like I said tweet is at PL Podcast. other than that um, I've been Fu and I've been Zeke thanks everybody <laughs>